Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. Hey y'all, this is April. It's Caroline over here. And we are thirsty. It is Thursday. Bloody happy hour. Ugh, there's so much going on in the world right now. Yeah. I feel like we haven't been here in a long time. I know. First of all, can I show everybody my shirt? I'm really proud about it. And if you're listening, I'll read it to you. It says, that's hearsay, I guess. Johnny Depp. Oh, Somebody's pretty obsessed with the trial. Hmm. <laughs> Most of you out there probably don't, know what's going on. Don't worry. It's it's not my only shirt I purchased. Oh, you have two? Yes. What the other the one other has one his face on it. <laughs> and it says, were you there? Because the, do, the attorney for Amber Heard asked Johnny um, about... If he started drinking like whiskey at nine o'clock in the morning or something. I mean, what is wrong? Or he's with like, that? that's is happy hours anytime, right? And then they asked something and he was like, Well, were you there? I don't know. It's just <laughs> that I had so many I choices. He's in this certain character when he's on trial. I don't know. Captain Jack Sparrow. I wish Sparrow. he was Jack Sparrow. I would be watching it if he was. What if he was Edward like Scissorhands? Or how can you forget about Edward? He just Scissor didn't he didn't talk though in that one, did he? Not he really. Would just be exercising his right to not speak. Yeah. Eh, I'd watch it if it was Jack Sparrow. Well, He's my favorite. You're probably the only one not watching it. No. So I'm going to need you to like maybe watch a little bit. I'll it's send all, you some recap. I'll send you some recaps because this is how I watch it. I watch it on YouTube, but I watch it on a, it's there's this law tube. Okay. So it's all <laughs> these lawyers is. and stuff who they just kind of a bunch of them have their own channels uh-huh and one of them will get on it's called legal bites okay b-y-t-e-s and that's her channel and she'll have some other people on the panel like also watching and they watch we all watch together but then they'll kind of like commentate a little bit here and there to kind of be like they won't really talk while the trial's happening they'll like during the breaks and they'll kind of break down what happened oh so well, maybe the next big trial. So I'll then watch. at the after the day, the the person will go and do like a recap, like day one recap, day two, two recap. Okay. And then it's like a 15 minute recap and I can send you those. That might be all I would watch. But it's uninteresting because nobody really died. It's still interesting. <laughs> I know. Okay. Okay. Um, so 
Does anybody out there have somebody's picture taped to their steering wheel right now? Anybody? So you don't. I'm, Can you, you play the cricket sound? Crickets, 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 crickets. I have been on the lookout. We've been on the road. We've been in West Texas, though, looking for Mr. Gonzalo. I'm basically Brian Enton. No. Speaking of Brian Enton, <laughs> we're best friends. Y'all are best friends. Yes. He is in Texas. He's I might drive it. to see him today. Where is he exactly? In Centerville. Is he in Leon County? Well, yeah. Centerville. Wow. So, Friday 13th, I'm sure you all know, and it's pretty crazy, that Mr. Gonzalo just, it's like off a movie, really. It's like off of a movie. He hijacked his own prison inmate bus and got away in this white suit, and he's carrying around like a shank, shiv. But the shiv was so good, he cut through the door like the barrier door to get to the bus driver. Yeah. He had no restraints on. So either he made a great shiv and can. What's a shiv? It's what they like make a, in. They just stuff that they make in jail. Like yeah, you can make shot, it out of can, like a bed frame or like. From or your like a. Um, mattress or toothbrush. something. Like they like. So they he call probably, it a shiv on all the prison movies. <clears throat> so he probably had some kind of tool that he Unlocked used to unlock his handcuffs and his leg shackles yes and then he went up to the front of his bus and there's the drivers like in this cage yeah and then he stabs the driver you said in the hand i don't i read that he stabbed him in like in the hand and then took control of the bus and then that's where the bus like so this is my question apparently once he got control of the bus he started like driving the bus or whatever and then the like correction officers started shooting at the bus and they shot the tires out and that's why the bus crashed. And then he fled on foot. But if the officers are shooting at him and they're like, have their car, how do you not catch this guy who's running on foot? I didn't know if there was a, that there was a car behind them following, following them. I just thought there was like two on the bus and a driver, but he's loose and I was like, surely he did this at this spot where somebody's supposed to meet him and come pick him up. They, but they think he's loose, like yeah. just in the field with the cows, hot as hell. Because they still it. think he's in, I guess, is that like a rural area? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with the cows. they said they dr- the, the car, the bus was driven a, about a mile down the road. An officer shot out the back tires with a shotgun. Okay. That's why the bus crashed, but Lopez is still on the run. Gonzalo. Gonzalo Lopez. I don't want to, like, apprehend him at all because he's real dangerous. He killed somebody with a pickaxe. Yeah. Before. Yes. Like, ransom. 1996, he was convicted of two counts of aggravated assault in not... In 2006, he was convicted of capital murder and aggravated kidnapping. 2007, he's convicted of attempted capital murder. And then yesterday is when, or whatever the date was, is when he escaped custody. Speaking of prison escapes, we haven't talked about Vicky and Casey White. (laughs) Yeah, this is the month of prison escapes. Gosh. Oh, Vicky. What I think happened is I think Vicky saw, accidentally saw little Casey, old Casey's 
<clears throat> slung in the shower one day. Slipped and saw it, and she, I think Vicky needed to get laid. I like think that stars was were in her eyes. I think he has a third leg. Like, he's she real tall. She was blinded by the light of his penis. <laughs> Let's just say it, you know? She was blinded by it. I mean, they were in a sex store, right? They did escape and go to a sex store. But let me tell you, he, this you- guy is 6'9". That's how tall he is. You think he's 38 and he and she was 56. So he's she's 20 years older than him. Uh-huh. And that if you look at their mugshots or their not their mug, their pictures that they were putting all over the news, they look like Jim and is it Jim and Pam from the office? You didn't watch the office. But do they? Good thing Mike's here. Mike said yes. Yes. Okay. Cuz he looks like the actor uh what's his name? Jim. You just said Jim. Krasinski, Krasinski, John Krasinski. Yeah. Just go look at it. You didn't watch it. (laughs) I can't do anything with you. But anyways, they looked like that pair from the office. It was just funny because he kind of looks, resembles him in that picture when he has hair. But she's two years, I guess, 20 years older than him. And clearly she was planning this escape and he was all about it. Because she sold her house. Yeah, She was retiring. She was getting, like, corrections officer of the year. She was about to get an award. And she sold it for, like, way under what she so should have sold get it for cash. just to get cash. And they had all these guns, like, A, A something, 50, <laughs> 500. I don't know anything about guns. A-R. but Man, it's just, like, did, did she, was she that lonely is he that good with his mouth? Yeah, like, what was did their conversation? She... Were they like... And then what did they get at the sex store? Did they ever say? No. Probably a dildo. I bet he Clearly. was... <laughs> I bet she was like, they well, did... I thought I could take it, yeah, but... Yeah, they for sure made a stop at the sex store, and they were out there for 10 days. Like, they're on the loose for 10 days, so that's, you know... A lot of they're... sex. Yeah, that's all they are doing. A lot of sex. They had wigs, so they're probably role-playing. Wow. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. So do you think maybe we should try to call up to the prison and just talk to somebody and see really what happened? Like, did they, anybody else know about this? Did they know, anybody else know what was going to happen? Are the other prisoners? I don't know. Oh, they were so sure that he didn't take her hostage. So there was, had to have been some evidence or some, something that led the police to believe that... She was the mastermind. Yeah. They called her the mastermind. I cannot. And he just walks his little goofy ass. He's like Kemper. He looks walks. like literally like Big Bird. <laughs> In that He's video like, well, they showed. got me some. Let me go back to my <clears throat> three hots and a cot. In that video they showed of him being transferred from Alabama back to Indiana or vice versa. Where did they leave? Wait, where did they? They were in from? Alabama and they ended up in like. Indiana? Okay. Pretty sure. Okay. So they went up. Yes. I don't know why they didn't just go to Canada. That's that's probably why they were going. But they were they they were in a hotel or a motel or something for like six days. They stayed in the same spot for six days and they were literally like a block away from a sheriff's office. (laughs) She didn't she wasn't a very good mastermind. And then did you see they tried to spray paint the car? Yes. 
like what like did they run out that quick they, they must tired? have run out they must have had only one can of spray <laughs> that's not even a can of spray they ran out so that quick. was like a leftover can that they yeah. found they they got like half the left side over the tire of the <laughs> of the car painted it was crazy 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 um so there's our escape so yeah they got or they got uh and then she tracked down and they had a wreck and then she was shot and it seems like it was self-inflicted wound. You know, yeah. some people are trying to say that he did it, but no, no. no. But then he was saying, uh, "I didn't kill my wife. I didn't kill my wife." Did he was he calling. Married? I don't. He was calling. I'm assuming he's calling her his wife because you know they did have. Wait, the same, what was he in jail for though? He was in jail for a murder of who? Was it his wife? Connie Ridgeway? No, just oh. some other lady. Okay. But he was trying to say, I didn't kill Vicky, uh-huh. I think, which they, I don't know, maybe they went and got married in their 10 days. I don't know, because they had the same last name, but they weren't related or married. Can you see what loneliness does? Isn't that crazy? Like they were, you think about all our serial killers that were just, that just had nobody, like not family, not, they were just lonely. And so they go and they kill people and like prop them up a on the couch with them and just have conversations <laughs> with them. And then now Vicky's wait, that's not normal. <laughs> oh, not normal. Okay. I think it's all loneliness. I think she was lonely. Clearly. What crazy mama are you telling us about today? <sighs> Diane stout, not down. Stoutity. Stoutity. <clears throat> Stouty. Spell it. S T A U D T E. Oh. Stopped. Uh, you'll probably say it seven different times. I'll just call her Diane. Diane. <clears throat> Diane, not Downs. Right. Not Diane Downs. You switched it up like four times. I couldn't I decide. I just knew I was coming in here and about Lacey. I know. I couldn't decide. Okay. I'm excited to hear about it. Tell us, is this our last? No, we have one more mommy. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Andrea, so y'all get ready for some Andrea next week. But today you got some Diane Annie. Listen, the, what it, what are the top ways that we figured out that these women kill people? Like, typically female no remorse. Like with what though? They don't shoot them. They don't. Uh, it's usually a cleaner death. Yeah. Yeah. Like how did? Okay. Well, I guess they drown them. Cleaner. Yeah. Drowning and poisoning. Poisoning. Yes. Oh. So we don't like to make a mess. Apparently not. So we have uh, Diane Stout. I'll just call her that. She was um, she was married to Mark Stout. And they actually had met. They... Some places say that they were high school sweethearts, but they really weren't high school sweethearts. Okay. It's like, it is like, they met, they got married in 1985. And then like six months later is when they start having all these kids. But apparently she was already pregnant when they got married. So mm. they a little shotgun wedding. Um, and they're in, they're, they met at a Lutheran college. And then the first of their children that was born was Sean. And then they had Sarah and then they had Rachel and then they had Brianna. So they have four kids and they're living in Springfield, Missouri. Okay. 
So Diane was very into her church, very into her church. And she was musical. She was the church organist. Um, and then... It's always, always, a, that's always a clue to our common denominator. When they're real into church, they might kill you. Well, that's clearly what's coming up. Um, and then uh, she was also a nurse. And she was actually the breadwinner of the family. Because Mark, her husband, guess what he did? Was he a deadbeat? He, he was an Uber driver. Basically, he played in a band. Oh, a blues band. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Just on so he worked on Saturdays only. (laughs) He was, (laughs) but he was a lead singer and a guitarist, so he had two roles. Okay, and his band was called Messing with Destiny. I don't know, couldn't be a sign. So since he didn't bring in like that much money, he had to work odd jobs. So he was like a bartender every now and then. (laughs) He didn't want to grow up. I feel like he might have had some kind of special. No, he was a good harmonica player, though. Okay. I don't know. Anyways, they went on to have these four children. Sean, but they lived with these, when they had the four kids and them two, they lived in a 900 square feet house. So that's pretty tight for six people. Uh, it's pretty tight for (laughs) two people. It's pretty tight for one person. (laughs) And their dog legs like you. Yeah. So Sean is the oldest and he is autistic. Oh man. I got some special needs ones. Then we have that Sarah. Makes it worse. Yeah. So Sean is on the spectrum. And then we have Sarah. And she had graduated from college, but she had like all the like she couldn't get a job after college. She had all these student loans and she had to go back home and live at home. So she's living at home. The older kid, Sean, he's living at home. He's autistic. Uh-huh. And apparently Sarah had like a, I don't know. This is a lot of, this is according to Diane. She had a bad temper. She was always yelling and screaming. Okay. Okay. I and, mean, I would too if I lived in 900 square foot home. Yeah. Yeah. And then Brianna is the youngest daughter and she has learning disabilities. Now, then we have Rachel. She's the second to youngest. Rachel is a star student. Oh. Rachel could be called the golden child. Okay. April, are you the golden child? I am. Oh, okay. Let me see if you are as golden as Rachel. Because, I mean, I know I'm not the golden child. (laughs) So you're the one that screams all the time. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) So Rachel loves math. She loves chemistry. Okay. She also is in the church band or the church choir. Yeah, choir. She plays the flute. She sings. Okay. You know, so her mom and her have that little connection. And she's a great artist. She she loves rough poetry. I'm not that kind of golden child. Versus, I don't know what's like smooth poetry. I don't know (laughs) if there's a smooth. And you know she's very well read. Okay, so are you that? Are you that golden? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. No. Diane clearly loved Rachel. She was the favorite. Okay. It was clear. She was always talking about her. She was always posting about her on social media. It was just Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. Okay. She didn't talk about anybody else. That's why I didn't have more than one kids because I would have a favorite. I would. She. Be just I mean, because like she would literally go and like. 
you know, Sarah, Sarah's over here graduating from college, like trying to like live her best life. And she's like, Oh, congratulations. And then Rachel's <laughs> over here and she like, I don't know, colored a picture. And she's like, you're the greatest human being ever. Yeah. Like any, yeah. she could do no wrong. I would be that. So <clears throat> Mark is out. He's playing with his band. He's doing this. Diane, she's working and then she's coming home and she's cooking and she's taking care of the house and she's taking care of the kids. You know, Mark is just over here playing in his band. So she starts to, you know, get a little bit like resentful, you know. She starts to say that Mark's been drinking too much and that he starts to do drugs. Okay. So he goes and he starts, he's playing in his band one day in April 2012. And the band guys notice like he's like slurring and his skin was looking kind of yellow and like, he's just not acting the same. And he's just like, it's all of a sudden, this is daddy. This is daddy. Okay. This is Mark. He's looking yellow. He's kind of jaundice. Oh, what does that even mean? Liver failure. Oh, <laughs> why would he have that? Hmm. We're going to find He it. drinks too much mm? and does drugs. She was setting it up. Mm-hmm. So on April 7th, so we're in April 2012, Sean, the oldest kid, he writes on Facebook, he's like, my dad is slowly getting sicker, his voice is slurred, his walking is wobbly. Ooh. So this is happening for a couple of days. And then Mark came home one night from, like, playing at a playing his band, and he's, like, disoriented and stumbling, and Diane, she just, like, sees him, and she's like, just go to bed. Puts him to bed. Okay. This has obviously been happening for a little bit now. You know, remember Diane's a nurse. Oh, my goodness. Never trust the nurses. <laughs> That's Mark's fault for marrying a nurse. <laughs> so, no. she, so she wakes up the next morning, and she goes to church. I'm pretty sure it's Easter Sunday. Oh, God. <laughs> Never mind, he's just still staying in bed. She just goes to church by herself, I guess. Or probably with Rachel. So she gets home from church and she notices Mark isn't breathing. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Mark's not breathing. Should we call 911? Oh, April, he didn't want her to call 911. Oh, he didn't want her to. No. Mm-mm. No, he didn't want her to. He didn't want. So he stopped. He started breathing and said, don't call 911. And then stopped breathing again. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that crazy? So the, apparently there was this like, there was like ring around his mouth. Like, you know, but it was fine. It was, he died of natural causes. Wow. So he's not breathing. He, she, she tries to say like, I mean, he seemed fine. He just like maybe had like flu symptoms, you know, but otherwise I don't. I don't know. So she goes and she posts on Facebook and she says, for all my friends on Facebook, this past Sunday evening, Mark, my husband of 27 years, reached his eternal home. No. (laughs) And that period. Period. Post. Click post. Click send. (laughs) Click send. Submit. Okay. So she ends up, well, the, the band members are shocked. They're like, this guy had so much energy. Yeah. He was playing all like he was doing the most. And he was they were just they couldn't believe it. They didn't know what happened. So one of them goes over to the house to talk to Diane. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, just is everything like, how are you? What happened? Mm-hmm. Just 
paying condolences and all that stuff. She's just very matter of fact, no emotion. What a shock. Just casually explained how he died. And then they have this memorial service because she, of course, had him cremated. Of course. Of course. So she is cremated and his ashes are scattered like in the lake or something, you know, like get rid of all the traces. So the, the, they start. I understand like you scatter some, but if you usually keep some too, like you want some part of your loved one. No, no. Mm -mm. Nope. So, you know, she, she actually goes on to say like, she hated Mark, actually, so it's really good. Isn't that nice? So uh, then they have this memorial, and that's where the band, like, plays a couple of Mark's favorite songs. Like, yeah, whatever. Well, they they just, they notice, they're like, uh, she's kind of, like, just acting like this is more like a party. She just wasn't, which, you know, everybody acts different, but it was very noticeable to them just like how she acted and how she was acting and just it didn't seem right so they just were like okay whatever we'll just everybody does their own thing so later she gets this payout from his insurance uh which it's only twenty thousand dollars okay but so it's not that like Notice it's not that like extreme, I guess. Yeah, but if you live in a 900 square foot house, which she used it to move their family into a new house. Oh, so you know, maybe she just wanted like a bigger home, bigger home. So, yeah, it does, it goes on. She thought it was his fault because he didn't work to make money, and so it was his fault that they lived in this little home. So, he should die so that she could live in a new house. Yeah, yeah, that's her logic. Mm hmm. So now we're down to five people in the family. Still too much. I had to get rid of some more. <laughs> oh, well, good news. They <laughs> seem like this big old happy family. And, you know, turns out maybe they weren't. So then they have, okay, let's see. Once once Mark's gone, they're living in this house. Sean, who he's 26, he, um, you know, he starts to show these flu-like symptoms. What? Yeah. I mean, he's having like diarrhea, nausea, is body Sean the aches. Autist, the one who yes. with autism. He's the one that yes, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So like Diane came home from church again one day and was like, "He's looking a little sick, or he's not seeming a little to be a little sick." And you know what? April tragedy strikes again. Oh goodness! Guess what? He just doesn't wake up. Sean dead. Oh Sean. Sean is laying on the floor. He is dead. Diane is over here telling him, well, yeah, he had these flu-like symptoms for about three weeks. But he didn't also didn't want to see a doctor. Oh, and I'm sure Sean can make the best decisions for himself. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so wow. they, a routine autopsy is happening once again. A little dried ring of blood around his mouth. What does that mean? Well, Suffocation? there's no obvious signs of foul play. And the medical examiner determined that he died of pre-existing medical conditions. Um, autism? Know. 
Do you die in your sleep with autism? No. There must be this horrible, deadly virus going. It was must be. This there was, might be pre-COVID. They were the first COVID Must patients. have been like swine we flu. Might have been bird flu. Yeah. Clearly, it was some kind of yeah virus that was mad going cow around. disease. Mad cow. Yeah, that was E. coli. Hmm. Weird. So, you know, she was like, ah, you know what? We're not doing a memorial service. I don't even want to put an obituary out. <laughs> I Let's just pretend he never was even here. Basically, is oh, what I got from Oh, my him. goodness. So, guess what she did with the body? Oh, she cremated him. Where'd she spread him? Oh, uh, she's scattered the ashes. I don't know where. Probably in the lake, too. In the lake. Yeah, but they're scattered. They're going. Along with the dad. And then, you know, guess what? happens after that tragedy strikes again <laughs> she just wants her and the golden child just leave i don't get it so you got rid of the dad because he would figure out what you were doing if you kept him alive mm-hmm. yeah and then sean's the easiest next easiest victim so in 2013 diane rushed a ill ill gravely ill sarah sarah's the one that graduated but couldn't get a job and had all these student loans and had the bad temper oh okay so sarah is rushed to the hospital to the er she's like super sick and we later find out why she was rushed to the er and the other two weren't okay can we tell you now uh, what makes sense in the story well yeah. Tess showed that her kidneys and organs were failing, that her brain was hemorrhaging. Damn. And doctors and like they worked, they tried to save her life. Uh-huh. And they were able to stabilize her. And she was stable for a little while, condition like very like great. You would not think she would survive. Yeah. She survives. Ooh. She's in the hospital for weeks and weeks. And Apparently they put drove her to the hospital because they didn't want anybody else dying in the house because you don't ever want to live in a house where somebody died. Oh, so they're wanting her to die. That's at the what hospital. they later said. Yeah, they're. I'm like, yeah, they didn't. That's what they said. You don't want to live in a house when somebody died in it because you know they moved after Mark and I guess they still had Sean that died there, but then wow, they didn't want the second person. So as Sarah's in the hospital, she's in there for weeks. Like she's having to learn to rewalk, to retalk, like all these things. She has neurological damage. But Diane was like, I do not have that much time to come spend up here in this hospital. So she didn't come. She barely went. And she was like, listen, I'm still going to go on my vacation. (laughs) (laughs) She's so great. Yeah. And I mean, once again, she didn't seem upset at all. She was like joking with the nurses and the staff and everything. Like it was just very odd and not normal behavior at all, clearly. So then at this point, Sarah's doctor, they kind of start doing these, like, they're like, okay, what's the late, like, what's this lady's background? What's, they're like, oh, her husband died suddenly. Her son died suddenly. Like, what is happening? So they are like, they start doing all these tests, a bunch of stuff comes back negative. And then they are like, we think she was poisoned. Obviously. Clearly. Which is why if the other two were poisoned, they have this like ring Ring. around their mouth. What are they poisoned with? 
What is it? So this, at the same time as this happening, the police department had received an anonymous tip from a caller that said that Diane might be responsible for Mark and Sean's death. Anonymous tip. Anonymous tip. And that she might have also poisoned Sarah. So the police open an investigation and they look over the death reports and they notice like all these similarities. Both the guys had diarrhea. They both had nausea. They both had body aches, headaches just prior to their death. Yeah. And these, they both were labeled like flu-like symptoms. And they associated that they were being poisoned with ethanol, ethylene glycol which is the main ingredient in old-fashioned antifreeze. So I guess they use this... Was she pouring it in their food or injecting them? It's weird because she, like, she says she's guilty, but then she says she's innocent. She says there's something else that she can't tell. She can't say what happened. Yeah, Somebody else is involved. She got a extra person in her head. Oh, apparently. so not Golden Child. Oh, yeah. Just wait. Okay. So, for at first, like the, so, then the police start questioning Diane. She's denying everything. She says she has nothing to do with these deaths. I mean, she she didn't say like she didn't really express remorse for Mark. She's just like, I mean, I'm sorry you died. <laughs> oh, That's it. She said he was abusive and that he like would throw things at her and yell at her and he would drink too much and he started to do drugs. Where's her family? And then she said that she admitted <clears throat> to the police that she hated his guts. Okay. <laughs> so you're looking really good. She's not even trying to help herself. And then they start questioning her and then she said that she wasn't sorry for her children either. She described Sean as being, quote, worse than a pest. The autistic kid. And then she described Sarah, quote, she would not get a job. Oh, my goodness. And she had student loans. And also, what's, what? I'm thinking, okay. Oh, yeah. So Diane had co-signed on these student loans. So she was mad because she was, like, having to, like, pay them off. Yeah. But... You co-signed, and even if she's dead, you're still going to have to pay him off, so it's not like they're going to go away because you killed her. Well, the debt just goes to you. I mean, I maybe, she, <laughs> who knows? So they question her more, question her more. Diane finally admits that she knew that they were drinking antifreeze. On purpose. They chose... They made an active decision to drink antifreeze? Yeah, she knew she knew they were drinking antifreeze. Then she admits, after like put pressure on her, put pressure on her, she admits that she had been putting antifreeze in their drinks. Oh. But so she's arrested, she's taken to the house. They go in the garage and they find this jug of antifreeze on this like bench. Imagine that. Next to some Coca-Cola. <laughs> So she was putting it in their Coca-Cola. Then they also find a, like a little journal. And this journal belongs to the one and only golden child herself, Rachel. Rachel. What does the journal say? There's an entry from June, 2011. So this is about a year before the dad died. Wow. And it's, yeah, 
And it says Rachel had written that she knew her dad would die. And Sean soon after, she says, quote, it'll be tough getting used to the charges to the changes. It'll be tough getting used to the changes. Uh And she wrote, but everything will work out. Hmm. So then they question Rachel because they find this journal. Clearly she confessed to helping her mother (laughs) plot the murders. Oh my god! So gosh. you thought we just had a crazy mama murder? No, we a got mama, mama daughter duo. Duo. Wow. So she said they researched several methods of killing, including like suffocation. They were they were going to do something with plants. I don't know what you do with plant. Maybe get them to eat poison ivy. I don't know. <laughs> So they settled on antifreeze poisoning and they thought that it would be like harder to detect. I guess because they said it was this old, old type, old type of antifreeze. I don't know antifreeze yeah, types. Me I, I don't know. I, sh- they I should have become an antifreeze typologist, but <laughs> I didn't get that degree yet. So I think I think the newer formulas have an ingredient that like made it taste Made it have more of a taste. Uh, so maybe they used this older version that didn't have a taste or something. So they, I guess they just had no idea. She must have just been slowly like adding it to things. Because if they were sick for so long. Yeah. Because with another antifreeze murder, like a dude died like pretty quick. But uh-huh. it was like, I think he was drinking like straight up. I don't know. So. So what do you do? Just get a little droplet probably. And drop it in. Oh yeah, and then because coke is so strong that it it'll and mask one of the, the taste and of another one. There was evidence of having like a dropper. Oh yeah, but I'm like, I don't know how. I have a clue how much you put in there. There's no telling. Who knows? So Rachel told the police like she willingly went along with this plan to murder her father. She felt like, you know. She thought it was unnecessary to poison her siblings, but she just went along with her what her mom wanted to do. How old was Rachel? She was like, okay, she no school, no, no. Rachel was, I believe, she was like in her twenties. Oh, grown enough to know. Oh, for sure. I'm gonna go with twenty four. Okay, I have it. Did she just want to please her mama that much, or was she? I I think they would just were like they were just super tight and I don't even I mean how, what what kind of conversation do you have about this? How does it even? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. So the Rachel had tried to convince Diane that they should just put Sean in an assisted living facility. Yeah. Uh, but. Diane had her. Diane it. was like, no. Nah, I got I my have mind to go made visit up. Him. Yeah. She had her mind made up. Wow. Rachel just went along. She told police that she feared that her youngest sister, Brianna, who was like 12 at the time, would be the next victim. But she still went along with it and it was obviously planned. I mean, she wrote about it in her journal a year before it even happened. Yeah. Yeah. So she's arrested also. Rachel's arrested. Diane's arrested. They're Should both be. arrested, clearly. And then inside Rachel's purse, they find this poem and it says, only the quiet ones will be left. My mother, my little sister and me. Oh, what? 
Did I tell you the youngest sister had learning disabilities? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know where she's now. So then they talked about if they, okay, I mentioned Sarah, the one who had the temper. Yeah. They rushed her to the hospital. Why did they rush her to the hospital and not the other ones? Like I said, didn't want to have somebody to die in their house. So Rachel's like, she said, she agrees. And she says, houses are nasty after somebody's died in them. Uh, she said that in her journal. This is what she said to the cops. Oh, okay. So Rachel is offered a plea deal in exchange for pleading guilty to second degree murder and testifying against her mother mm. in case in the case that they went to trial. So she would not and face the death penalty. So she was, is this who was sentenced to life? Two life terms. Who? Mommy or Rachel? Rachel. Good. Two life terms. She killed two people. With the el- So yeah, Rachel sentenced to two life terms with eligibility of parole after 42 and a half years. Diane pled guilty to first degree murder. Okay. One count of second degree murder and one count of first degree assault in the exchange of her guilty plea. She was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Okay. Okay. Where are they? Where are we? What town is this? What city? Uh, Springfield. Oh yeah. You did say that. Okay. So Sarah is, alive okay so she's alive she's recovered she's the one with the temper yeah and she had neurological she was left permanent with permanent neurological damage she's to live the rest of her life in assisted living facility man she read a statement saying that she forgave her mother but she still hated her yeah (laughs) yeah and she's like, not only took away my dad and my brother, but my livelihood, my independence. Oh, you know. poor girl. And, um, where's Brianna? I didn't get anything about where Brianna was. She probably just got a- adopted. Yeah, and she, she was not. She wasn't mentioned hardly any. I'm not really sure why. Underage. It's like she couldn't probably testify. Yeah. They couldn't post her picture. Yeah. They're probably just trying to protect her. So, like, what? (sighs) Who else? Antifreeze. Who else is antifreeze? Like, poisoners. I think poisoners is, like, a big big way that a lot of, like, female. Yeah. Either kill themselves or kill their family. But she wouldn't, she's not much housing by proxy at all because they right. like to, they don't want them to really die. They like to take care of them and get that attention yeah. from having a sick child. And like keep them sick, but she keep was them alive. She was eliminator. Like she was trying to eliminate them so she didn't have to worry about them anymore. I think the moral of the story is don't date a nurse who goes to church all the time. <laughs> is that the moral of the story? Basically. <laughs> okay. Never marry a nurse. And now a word from our sponsors. Nine one one, what's your emergency? Do you hear that? It's coming from the house. It's coming from inside the house. Uh, do you mean? Could it be? 
The Poltergeist. New from Rogue Media, two haunted hotties talking about haunted places. Every episode, we dive deep into the darkest places and give you a bit of history. We're getting spooky in all the right places. You've gobbled your last ghoul. Follow along for the craziest and spookiest stories with Debbie's Dark Tourism. The Stanley Hotel, Winchester House, The Alamo, Hotel Monte Vista, and more spooky places. Find us at the underscore poltergals. P-O-L-T-E-R-G-A-L-S. Look over your shoulder. It's us, the Poltergals. Wherever you consume the podcast, you can find us there. Hi, this is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music, and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. So check us out on RogueMediaNetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners who will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. because of this poison. I'm sorry for what she went through, but I'm sorry for what everybody goes through. I'm sorry for what I had to go through. Are you saying that you were poisoned as well? I can't rule it out. <sighs> Diane did not have any appearance whatsoever of being ill during, during our interviews. Sean, you say he wasn't too much into church, and no. neither was Sarah. Not really. And she seemed totally cognitive throughout. There, there, was, there was nothing at all to indicate that she was anything other than, than fine. Were they sinners or? I hate to use that term, <laughs> you know. 
Diane, you understand that this sounds like a woman who doesn't want to take responsibility for what she confessed to doing, which is killing her family. That's not what happened. Does your family believe that you're innocent? I don't know about innocent, but I don't think they, are, they think that I'm totally guilty. So are you partly Gosh. guilty? I can't tell you. Is she trying to, like, allude to her her daughter was the mastermind? She says, she says, what I told, what I, she, this is her quote. I said what I was told to say. I'm saying there's much more to that than what people know. <laughs> but you talking in code? What? Yeah. Well, and what do you have to lose now? You're in jail for life she's making it sound like like some aliens came down and she can't tell you about the aliens or somebody like forced her to do it but she can't tell you because then she's gonna i i I don't know i've it's nothing whenever we post a picture you'll understand (laughs) you will understand so that's the story of diane stout wow diane and if you (laughs) want to go watch the 2020 episode wasn't that long ago yeah it's called home sweet Murder, home sweet, something. I remember seeing like the tail end of it, but I didn't know the whole story. Oh yeah, she. I think she's worse than Susan. <clears throat> she and the hearts. I don't know. They're all just real terrible. Oh. But I know she wasn't like diagnosed with anything. She wasn't tried to be insane, like nothing. Does she have traumatic childhood at all? I mean, not really. They like would have said they, it. I feel like they there's got to be some kind of incest and going on. <laughs> is that her parent? Oh wait, who is this? That's her. That's her. That's the daddy. Oh, and that's Sean. Oh, that's the Rachel. Ooh. <laughs> and then they couldn't show little Brianna. Oh, okay. Post all those pictures so people have visuals. Go look on the Instagram Ugh. and you will see p- pictures of this lady. She looks worse in prison, though. Like, that oh, was bad, but yeah. she looks She's more. This was her then, but she looks <laughs> like a disaster, like a, <laughs> like a dumpster fire over here. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. That was such a good story. I love when I don't know what's happening. It's a quickie. It's a quickie. Yeah. Why does she have such thick glasses? Yeah. Ooh. I can't even look at her anymore. I'm going to throw up. Well, there you have it. Another murdering mama. Murdering mama and daughter. Mother, daughter, duo. That is a two for one. I bet Rachel will get out at 42 years. I bet the people will make it seem like she was. I'm, um, I'm surprised she got that long. Yeah. Cause Probably because she's not very cute. She was cuter. She would have. 100%. Yeah. Um, I bet her lawyers will make it seem like her mom was the mastermind and manipulated her. So she'll probably be out by the time she's 40. They're both so nasty and gross looking. I can't even look at them anymore. So what we didn't tell them, we're so uh, silly. We need a list 
like a reminder list. You but, could start like having a list. Yeah. You know, that's too much prep. <laughs> <laughs> so next month is our one year birthday, basically. Bloody Happy Hour is turning one years old. It's our anniversary. And so what we have going on is you're going to be so excited. This is what he's doing to us. One year. <laughs> Flipping us off. You're going to be so, so excited because we. We're having a live show. Yes. I had to just for y'all. Yep. Just for y'all. Um, we're so grateful that you've listened to us for the past year or binged us all in one month, either or. But we're grateful to our listeners. So this is going to actually be a free live show right here in our studio, Rogue Media. Um, and dates will come soon. Yeah, and we'll post them and, you know, all that stuff. Yes. Um, we'll have you, like, RSVP just so we know numbers. But alcohol will be sold, beer and wine. And we'll have a great story for you. we excited. Yeah, real excited. Should we even tell them it's local? Is it? Well, it is local, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We might change our mind. We probably will. Y'all. So look forward to that. It's going to be a big birthday party. Bloody happy hour birthday party. Yay. Anything else? Mm, no. Go Just... on and rate and review. <sighs> rate, review, subscribe. Yes. And we will see y'all or hear y'all or y'all will hear us in one full week. See y'all next Thursday. Don't, Don't forget to stay aware. Stay alive. And always be DTF. Bye y'all. Bye. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.